Who else in the level current say yeah? Each week, we follow the boss of a major organization as they go undercover to find out what's really going on in their company. This is Undercover Boss, Soul of Detroit. MLL is the commander of the Soul of Detroit, a massive regime dedicated to wiping out the galactic resistance. This ML is going undercover among Soul of Detroit personnel as Matt, a radar technician. You get so caught up in restoring the galaxy to its rightful state that you miss what's going on behind the scenes. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. You might be qualified, ML. I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay? You want to go right now, Albert? Hey, kids, it's your old pal, ML Elric, and I know what some of you are sitting at home saying. They're late again. But this is our special St. Patrick's Day show. Which is also late. So we're actually early for a noon start if we were in Ireland. In fact, we may just kill some time for another 10 minutes till everybody's ready to go. So if you're listening to us in Cork, if you're there in County Cavan, those of you in Westport, our friends in Sligo, we're going to get a little early start here. To everybody else, sorry we're late, but this is a special edition. We... Well, I, I got here late, and then I found out I was early because there was an echo, echo, echo of people screwing around, 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 and talking about Yang, Yang, well, We could have figured that out, out, out. If you were on time, time. What? Who said huh? Now you tell me. Anyways. I love it, man. There's no more passive aggressiveness, just aggressiveness. <laughs> this is the one-year anniversary of our live broadcast from the Cadu Cafe that didn't happen. This was where we were ready for St. Patty at the Caddy. You can see the mannequin oh, wow. pissing boy here. If you're watching us on Facebook Live, he's sort of been uh, Celticized, I guess I would say. And uh, we were joined by by our friend Ben Blackwell to mourn what was uh, the loss of the best bar night of the year, which turned into the loss of what could have been a really good year. But we are emerging from the shadows. We are shaking off. The pandemic, we're getting vaccinated, I hope. Please go get vaccinated. Um, some of you for rabies, the rest of you for the bug. And we are celebrating St. Patrick's Day for the last time remotely. Next year, it's going to be a big a big gang uh, party. And the, the question is, where are we going to do it? Are we going to do it at the Cadu? We got John Rutherford from the Cadu again. Is it going to be at Irish Coffee? Mike Kennedy's here from Irish Coffee. Is it going to be at Thomas McGee's? We might do it there, but we spend a lot of time on McGee's as it is. Plus, he's dialing in on a on a on a Motorola Razor, so I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not sure he'll be able. To, Hello, Moto, how you doing over there? I mean, he, I'm not sure Eric's going to be able to make his case for next year's party. And of course, we are joined by the Bard of Nashville, Ben Blackwell, the pride of the East Side, who's now running Third Man Records from Tennessee, and everybody's favorite reporter, everybody's favorite Irishman. Philly's favorite son, the king of Kensington, Jerry Shields, the host of the Retail Politics Podcast, and the author of The Front Row, My Jagged Journey Recording American History from Reagan to Trump. And unfortunately, Mark Fellhauer and Sean Windsor are here again. And on time. 
and Matt. Ready to rock. <laughs> you know, why didn't you? I, I'm wondering why you guys. I'm just being sensitive because Ben gave me so much shit before the show. I, there's no and mention. I and he was right, so I couldn't get back at him. So I'm taking it out on you now. Yeah, what, Good. what does Ben know about <laughs> amplified sound? Why would you ever uh, defy Mr. Blackwell? The guy, he's in a band with two drums. He knows a little something about making noise, okay? But, uh, but we will be joined, believe it or not. Matt, um, Matt Jennings is oh. back from academic probation. We think he'll be dialing in, uh, but we're, mm. we're not sure. He's borrowing I, Eric's phone, so we'll have to I see. Send him the Zoom. I don't know. So. So we, we hope he'll be there. Um, and, uh, and before we, before we turn the, the, the show over to our guests, I got to tell you about uh, St. Patrick's favorite Ford dealer. That's Roy O'Brien Ford. It's the place to go. My mom bought a bright red Ford Focus wagon there. It is still going strong at 110,000 miles. She is a satisfied customer, and she's not alone. Roy O'Brien has been taking care of customers for nearly 75 years from the corner of Nine Mile and Mac. In fact, I think it has been 75 years. They've been a sponsor of the show that long. If you don't quite feel like taking the right track, go to RoyO'Brien.com. That's R-O-Y-O-B-R-I-O-N. Oh, boy. Sorry. Ouch. That's what happens when you're late. Sorry. Just a, a little a, a touch of the... Uh, Gross. The PT goodness. The, what's um, their website? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, Roy O'Brien. R-O-Y-O... If you'd been here on time, Mark, you'd have known what the website was. Should have your mom just do the ad? She could. Or the show. She's very old, though. She's, she doesn't like me to mention that. But she said, I'm not I old, guess mom do knows best. But she said she remembers what was there before Roy O'Brien opened. And it turns out it was a guy trying to turn a rock into a wheel. But uh, now they've got four wheels in a car, and they're Fords, and they're very good. Go to RoyO'Brien.com and <laughs> check out Fast Track, which lets you, you know not to interrupt me. You're causing trouble, Mark. Everyone, just go buy a car from Roy O'Brien. Yeah, don't listen to the German guy. This is our St. Patrick show. Go to RoyO'Brien.com. Go to Fast Track. They'll sell you all kinds of good stuff. You'll be happy you went there. Financing, repairs, oil change, tires. They got it all. RoyO'Brien.com. Or you can call 888-566-5851. 888-566-5851. When you go to RoyO'Brien.com, there's a little guy who pops up, Jesse, who can help you. So I got a text from Matt over the wing that says, how do I call Jesse? And I said, I think Jesse may be what? a virtual being. He may be artificial intelligence. And Matt goes, what? No way. And I said, Matt, the difference between artificial intelligence and you is intelligence is involved with Jesse. But, but Matt's here to prove me wrong. So I'm exhausted. Somebody, somebody take over. Ben, what's going on in Nashville? Please save us. This, this will be a, a more natural segue than the last time I tossed you. Uh, we're joined by Ben Blackwell of uh, the Dirt Bombs of Third Man Records, and he's here to update us on St. Patrick's Day in Nashville. Ben, take it away. Oh, well, thanks for having me. So <laughs> so I haven't been waiting at all. I've been showed up on time like I used to do for your classes at Wayne State. You were on time as a teacher, though. I'll give you that much. Uh, um, most of the time. Oh, that's nice. Did he? Hey, Ben, did he ever give shit to uh, students that were late? I don't – I mean – it seems so. It's like almost twenty years ago now. Um, I don't. I don't think so. Okay. I don't remember that. The man is in the music business. You expect him to remember something from last week, and now you're asking about twenty chill. years ago. <laughs> pretty chill. Okay. Um, no, I think here in Nashville, uh, St. Patrick's Day, and also just the the more and more people are getting vaccinated. Um, so it's it's led to. Uh, what I think is the scourge of the town, which is pedal taverns. Oh, uh, it's, it's like the most lucrative business in town and it's 
totally hated by anyone who lives here. <laughs> who drives a car, I would imagine. Yeah, this episode not brought to you by the Michigan Peddler, who will be back on oh, the no, streets of Detroit. They're in great, months, just the ones in Nashville. So. They're the good ones. Yeah, they're the they're the ones everybody likes. <laughs> well, yeah, here in Nashville, it seems like. Uh, a Sorry, years Mike ago, Gill. There we go. Someone. This is somewhat topical. Someone ran for Nashville City Council, and their only line of of policy, the only platform they ran on was they were going to outlaw those bird scooters that you see everywhere. Um, that was the only thing. Their, their lawn signs just had a, a scooter with an X over it. That's all they wanted to go for. I don't think they got, uh, I don't think they made it onto city council, but it is, uh, Nashville is just really, really kind of battling between uh, becoming for tourists uh, and longtime residents or even just residents who, who see that kind of shit and are not into it at all. Who is it really helping? So St. Um, so. Patrick's day in Detroit is, is huge. I mean, it's a big deal. And obviously Chicago is, does Nashville, is it just an excuse to party in Nashville? Is it bigger there or is it bigger here? Oh, it's, I, I would say it's definitely bigger. You know, ain't no parades happening in Nashville for St. Patrick's okay. day. Um, but uh, you know, when you're surrounded by a lot of alcoholics, they're going <laughs> to find take a reason any sort of ceremonial reason to get drunk. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Why not? That's why we, that's why there's a bunch of bar owners on the call right now. Exactly. Right? Well, made livings up. Yeah. Who, who else, who else is up? Who's yeah, up? So, next? so note to self, uh, ML Elric district for Detroit city council. I am the pro bird scooter candidate. Mm, okay. The more birds, the better. Uh, I think we're going to go to Philly and uh, or the, the Philly's favorite son, Jerry Shields. But uh, if you're standing by to do your bit, you may want to find the mute button just because it sounds like uh, like Eric's brushing his teeth with uh, a wire brush. <laughs> and now it's dead silent. That's the best part about it. Yeah. I, I, well, let's go to the. I, I think they were waiting for the laughter to fill in. It's not going to happen, boys. Gonna, I've been doing a, this show for a while. Show, it's, yeah. it's not part of it. So. Jerry, what's going on out there? Tell us a little bit about St. Patrick's Day in Philadelphia. The sideways Jerry. That's what's great about it. Not him. only that, he looks like he's muted. No, no. He, he started early. He's he's actually laying in, uh, on he, his side. I think he is muted. Not the camera. I leave him like that. I think I, think I like him best sideways. That, that Prius is on his side. He hit a curb. <laughs> For those that can't see, his zoom is uh, he's just sideways. It's fine. Just like, just like this show. It's a metaphor. For silence? No, By the way, when is St. Patrick's Day? Tomorrow, uh, the 17th. This show will post today. We'll have tomorrow. And people celebrate St. Patrick's Day all week long. Okay. It's like the sixth day of St. Patrick's Day. Haven't you heard that before? I don't know. I'm a Windsor, so I don't really pay uh, attention to what it's up north. Yeah, nice job with Markle. Um, Jerry, Jerry, are you on mute? Yeah. God forbid a woman speak their mind. Well, oh. well one just did. Enough. Yeah. Yeah, um, I can see. Hey, do, Thank you. Do you guys think Kwame Kilpatrick celebrates uh, St. Patrick's Day? Where's the bell? He's Irish. He's free. So sure. There we are. There we are. There's Jerry. Okay. <laughs> what a mess. That's the Philly sound. And he's gone. <laughs> so anyway, in uh, we didn't celebrate St. Patrick's Day. We celebrated. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick's month. And uh, you know, we all had to go off, you know, we all had to stop drinking for Lent. It wasn't a religious thing, we just had to dry out. He says there was. So uh that's the way we did it in Philly. 
All right. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Jerry, Jerry take the hat off. The reception might be better. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting a little overmodulation there. Let me tell you, Jerry's Retail Politics sound podcast, he sounds a lot better. But uh, we're, we're going to work on the phone connection. Um, Mike Kennedy, Irish Coffee. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, okay. Hey, so, uh, so Mike, uh, this is probably the slowest day of the year for you, right? Yeah, today's not bad. Uh, everybody starts to starts to drink today, but then tomorrow it really gets rolling. Uh, we, we do our Irish stew for forty years. People have been asking us to put a tent in the parking lot, and with COVID, now we have a tent in the parking lot. <laughs> So we'll get a chance to use it for the first time. So hopefully we'll have our best St. Patrick's Day. Yes. I, I understand that won't be the first time you pitched a tent in the parking lot behind Irish coffee, but this time, <laughs> th- this time you'll have a permit. Might not so, be that's, the last. so that's good. Well, I'd like to hear some favorite Irish stories and I'll start you off with, uh, of course with, you will. with one of mine. Uh, yes, yeah, sorry. Um, so I used to be the we assistant. Six guests and you're going to start. Go ahead. I used to be, uh, you know, somebody's somebody's got to tap the keg here, um, or 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 open the bottle of Chablis in your case, uh, Mister Ann Arbor, but uh, or is it Chablis? I'm Just never sure. I'm never sure. So uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, so I was assistant warden at the youth hostel in Killarney, Ireland, Ahado House, it's called, and we had a kid come over from Notre Dame, and all these guys come over from Notre Dame, fighting Irish. They think they're going to be embraced as long lost brothers and sons and. And it's all very moving, but nobody really knows what the hell Notre Dame is. Nobody really cares about the fighting Irish. But this guy went out on the town and he decided he was going to drink with the local lads, which did not go well. And so he got back. And let's just say the contents of what had been in his body earlier in the day left his body through every available opening. And he woke up in the morning and he was walking around and we used to have to clean everything, the rooms, the bogs, everything. And he was very sheepish and he apologized to uh, our uh, Mancunian housekeeper, Marie Thompson, who was very fed up with the Irish imbibing and certainly had no interest in cleaning up after the tourists. And he went to apologize to her and she said, here's a mop, clean up after yourself. And so Sean from Notre Dame not welcomed as a uh, as the prodigal son, but he spent the whole next day cleaning up his mess. Oh. And hopefully, great story. Somebody drank great and got story, p- and, 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 and threw up. <laughs> That's why Ben's been reading through the whole story. So, uh, as you can see, his eyes were downcast. Maybe let that be a little hint. Shut oh up. wow, somebody took some alcohol and got sick i love that the fact, is an awesome story i love the fact that it started with i'd like to hear some stories <laughs> do all irish stories involve alcohol and getting sick that's a good question yeah i would say yeah most of them seem to uh, i could tell a story one from my, one of my favorite stories are uh a guy was sitting at a bar in, in ireland and the floor was was warped the bar was about 100 years old floor was warped and the, when somebody walks in the bar, he, he's he's telling them the history of the floor and the bar. And he says, you don't got to watch your step on the way in, but you got to watch your step on the way out. <laughs> that's always my favorite thing. And that's any bar. That doesn't, that's not just a warp floor. 
So can you hear me, guys? Yeah. I, I got a good true story. I got a good true story. So I was a reporter in Orlando, and uh, Jerry Adams got a, a pass to come, come to, to the country to uh, raise funds. And if you know Jerry Adams, he was the leader of the IRA in the 80s. He was the head of the bombs and the assassination. So he comes to Ireland. I mean, comes to Orlando, and we were um, kind of Same sitting difference. in a bar, and a guy was saying, hey, I want to go to Washington and see him. And I said, why don't we bring him here? He's like, what are you talking about? I said, I'm going to write a story about all the people coming from uh, all over the country. And uh, you send him the story and he'll come down. So he did. And, uh, you know, I was interviewing him. He's kind of like an interesting guy. He, he comes off as a professor. He's a very smooth, beard, tweed coat, patches. And uh, I was interviewing him and, and I, I, I got the ferocity when I asked him. I said, how do you expect to drive the British out of Ireland if no one's been able to do it for 800 years? And he just stared at me. I got the chills and he said, Jerry, you got rid of them 200 years ago. You want them back. <laughs> and, um, you know, so we went upstairs and there was a guy at the table and he had, had all this IRA paraphernalia. And Jerry Adams freaked to say, get that oh, no. stuff <laughs> off the table. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> so he gets the next day, he says, the, I say, yeah, there's going to be a bomb. So I go to my editor and I say, hey, hey man, the IRA piece. He's, I got time. This, I got a maintenance school <laughs> board meeting. I can't do this. Well, the next day, the bomb went off. And over the desk, he said, I'm down again. He said, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if I was supposed to laugh or not. I was just laughing because I'm filling in the blanks in my own head. Sorry, all I heard was IRA and bomb. <laughs> exactly, and here we are laughing uproariously at it. The audio kind of undermined the punchline, but but this is a perfect time to turn to a guy who likes the IRA more than anybody, Eric Olson of Thomas McGee's Sporting House and Whiskey Bar, our friend from Belfast. What's up, boys? Uh, well, we 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 thought you might tell us what's going on, D. <laughs> you got me. Yeah, yeah, there you are. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, funny Irish story, huh? Um, well, I guess I'll 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 continue with Jerry and I'll tell a true one. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mine was true. It just wasn't funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I run a, uh, a lot of you guys know I run a uh, amateur boxing program where we exchange fighters between Detroit and Ireland. And uh, we've been doing it for five or six years now. And, and a lot of coaches and a lot of guys who run it on that side and this side, we've been, we, we've uh, forged a real good friendship. So we visit each other. And uh, I think it was two years ago, St. Patty's two, two, two years ago. Oh, no, actually it wasn't on St. Patty's. It was, uh, it was for uh, uh, Liverpool was in town playing and we had a massive amount of Irish in town to, to go to the game at the big house. Mm -hmm. And the guys that do the pregame show, I took them out. And, and gave him a, a little tour of Detroit. And I was pretty adamant that, you know, we know we're not Irish. We're Irish-American. It's a distinct culture. And I kind of wanted to use that as a little bit of a flavor and give him a little Motor City taste. And uh, and uh, I, I took him out. And we started drinking Guinness. And I uh, started drinking Guinness and uh, Bushmills and Pelhamore Dew. And, uh, and, and the day slowly degenerated. And eventually these guys were just crushing Washington apples and Jaeger bombs and absolutely not, no Irish liquor, no Irish beer, nothing like that. I said, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, uh, let me take you on a little trip downtown. I'll show you a couple of the pubs and we drove by a, a, a pub I won't name, but it's a very huge popular pub with an Irish name and almost nothing Irish in it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took the guys there and uh, just as we're walking in the door, 
This whole crowd comes spilling out. There just has been a fight. Security's ejecting people. Guy rolls in front of this guy, gets up and grabs my Irish buddy and swings at him. And my buddy drops him, right? He's a boxing coach. So he drops him. I said, we've got to get out of here. So we went out and continued drinking. The day degenerated into drinking childish shots, childish liquor. And I took him to Dooley's Coney Island after. And they absolutely fell in love with Coney's. And they were just wasted chili cheese fries and Coney's and passed out on the table, right? I was like, well... You got a, a an Irish American hat trick right there. You got you, you got shit face. You got a fight, and you went to Coney. So that's perfect. Now, being being bar owners with the COVID and all the un, the restrictions, like what what are you guys doing for St. Patty's Day? Oh, we're doing your podcast. Yeah, not open at all. We're all sitting in our bars drinking by ourselves. Yeah, it's turning into the worst day of the year for us too. Really. I mean, can you, you, we we put a, we put a tent in our parking lot and uh, I I built a bar out there and um, I mean, that was in November. And so we're going to have limited capacity inside, but outside we're, I mean, we're going to open up the parking lot and we'll have a a full bar and a grill and everything out there. Good. And the weather's supposed to be nice. So uh, this has the potential to be, Probably one of the best St. Patrick's Day we could have. And that's uh, Irish Coffee. Where and where are you guys at? Irish Coffee in Gross Point Farms, uh, Mac. No, John. Right next to uh, Mr. C's Deli. Just, just across the street from Detroit. And just for those of you listening to this show after St. Patrick's Day, these establishments will all be open through the rest of the week and the rest of the year. So please... If if you like what you're hearing, um, well, it's been a tough you're, year. You're, man. You drank too much already, but but these are great places to go and and relax. And and of course, John was the guy who was going to get us started with our big St. Patrick's thing last year. Uh, how how you doing? How did you survive the last year, big fella? We were closed mostly. <laughs> oh boy! But uh, we, we did I know. I think I closed you some of those nights. <laughs> a lot of restoration and renovation. We we had a good summer though. We opened up in July. Went through uh, the November shutdown just before Thanksgiving, and we just reopened last week on March 8th. We have a 5,000-square-foot-plus outdoor beer garden area. We have a, a bar in our garage. We call it the Garage Bar. The beer garden is called Muscle Beach. Um, we look forward to getting people in here. We've had, we had a good first week back and uh, seven days a week, 4 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 2 p.m. on Sundays. Uh St. Patrick's Day, we're opening at 11 a.m. We're featuring fried leprechauns, um, Guinness Irish stew, Whoa. and uh, what else? Corned beef and cabbage. And lots of booze. So, Not really fried leprechauns. That was a joke. Yeah, it was a fried leprechaun. Is that an Irish joke? Yeah, it's, uh, you're, you're about to get canceled there, Rutherford. So everybody's supposed to tell about their town or give me a, uh, a good Irish story. Uh, but since John's one. name is Rutherford, I thought I would make an exception, but only – a very limited exception, John. You don't have to tell an Irish story. I want to. Yeah. Uh, okay, but but here's the exception. You can use it later if you want because you're screwing the okay. setup here. We we should we should have <laughs> we should have talked this through. There's so much there's so much we should have done before the show we did, and I realize it now. But uh, you don't have to tell an Irish story. Anybody who played on Alice Cooper's number one best-selling album does not have to tell an Irish story. So, John, if you want to use that exception later, I guess you don't. But just go ahead and do your thing. This is, this is, this as, is. As, I feel like Sean mopping up my own vomit. <laughs> See, I yeah, knew that, I'd come that back. That came out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, 
fantastic feeling to be a part of a, something, you know, greater than the individual, it's a, a great group. The whole band's from Detroit. I got to give a shout out to Paul Randolph, who uh, was co-producer and brought us the Morrissey Horns in on the project. We're on the song called A Thousand Dollar High Heeled Shoes. And uh, it's kind of got a little bit of an R&B vibe. Um, the uh, Sister Sledge is doing background vocals on it. And it's a, it's a pretty cool track. But the whole album is great. He's got some great covers. He, he covers some Bob Seger. He does uh, East Side Story, a fantastic version of it. Um, There's a New York Dolls cover oh. on there, too. Right? I believe the first track. I thought, was that? Dolls. I thought there was a New York Dolls cover is on it there. Velvet so. Underground? Yes, there is. There's, 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 there's a handful right. of covers. Thank you, I'm out. Yeah. Finally, some appreciation. So how do you record that? Does Alice come to town? Does he say, put your mask on and play your trombone? That sounds, that's going to mess up your embouchure. They court, recorded the rhythm section first at uh, Rust Belt, and then Alice laid his vocals down, I believe, in Scottsdale. And then uh, we cut horns at the Temper Mill. Hmm. Did you have to wear makeup when you were doing it? <laughs> I mean, not not that you don't on a regular basis, Just but I mean, eyeliner. different makeup. Yeah. Just a little rouge. Thankfully, no. Okay. Well, if you ever do anything with Robert Smith, I'm going to ex- expect you to put some eyeliner on. You know, I do have a Morrissey story. <laughs> oh, no. Why not? <laughs> sure. Go for it. So when we were on tour with Noel Gallagher in, in Mexico City, we, uh, he, he, uh, we're big music festival, probably 70,000 people, a couple stages. We were playing at the same time as them, and we wrapped up. Noel was talking to him. He bought out the uh, Four Seasons Hotel Bar for his band, and then he invited Noel's band. And so we were sitting there. Sitting there he's like, Noel's like, hey, do you want to come to uh, Morrissey's having a party? Do you want to come? Wait, wait, so, wait, 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 wait. Morrissey bought out the bar? Yeah. Morrissey threw a party? He did. Hmm. Okay, now I don't believe anything he, else he you're going to tell for me. A little bit. Probably made him really sad. Yeah. He was very bloated. Yeah. <laughs> Party. <laughs> it was uh, tofu on the hors d'oeuvres plate and maybe uh, some dry toast. <laughs> I bet you it was a terrible party. Okay. So, any, sorry. Morrissey, Stephen Patrick Morrissey, London Irish, throws a party. John Rutherford shows up and says, hey, dude, you want to get laid for the first time? And Morrissey says, what? We were actually told not to talk to him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, finally. And so he remains celibate. Uh, ben, did the dirt bombs ever throw a party like that? That that doesn't sound like your style. We would have never had the money to buy out anything. It was, it was sneaking into other people's parties. <laughs> What's your best uh, band party crashing whatever story? It, it, can, it doesn't have to be Irish. Uh, geez. We ended up, this was kind of connected to Rutherford. Uh, we were backstage at a Seeger show in Nashville. And I thought we were going to go meet, I we were talking to uh, Arthur Penhollow Jr. Hey, yeah. Who's, uh, you the know, baby, I never baby, knew there was right? Arthur Penhollow Jr., but you get introduced and you're like, holy shit. It's Arthur Penhollow Jr., yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly what you'd expect. Yeah. Um, and he asked me, we're backstage. He said, did you ever, you ever met Bob? And I was like, man, I thought, I thought Rutherford told me that Bob leaves after the show. Like he hops on a jet and he takes his kids to school the next morning. And I was like, no, I've never met Bob. And we go into another room and it's kid rock, Bob Ritchie and two of the three guys from Brownsville station. <laughs> and, uh, I was super stoked to equally to meet all three of them. 
I had a bunch of early hip hop questions for Kid Rock and a bunch of uh, Hideout Records questions for uh, for Brownsville Station. Um, and they they started quizzing me. They started doing some gatekeeping where they asked me to name uh, whatever the B side to their first single was. Oh, jeez! Oh, wow. And uh, at the time, to- I'm pulling up a blank now on my head, but I knew it at the time. And uh, they they let me in, whatever. And we got kicked out of the arena. Uh, we were there too <laughs> late. And then Kid Rock said, let's go to my house. So we went to Kid Rock's house. Um and he had his badass, what is it, American badass loggers? Yeah. yeah. Like 16s. They're not they're not a 12 ounce can, right? They're they're the bigger big, than they should one. be. Yep. I'm not sure, but it's a diuretic, I'll tell you that. He's, he's, <laughs> but he's feeding us those. I don't even I don't like drinking beer. I was being polite. Um, but it was also a scenario like, why are we how did we how end did up you? at <laughs> Kid Rock's house tonight? This was not on the schedule. Um but it was it was a nice time. It was a simpler time to be friendly with Kid Rock. Let's put it that way. Thanks yeah. for the invite, Ben. <laughs> yeah. We uh, we had a good you know uh, Shane Shane McGowan and Pogues used to come to Baltimore a lot. We used to go backstage, and everybody knows Shane. He's just a horrible drunk, and um, he was drinking bottles of Chardonnay just down in them. Ugh. And after the concert, he steps out, and um, he just heaves up. Just he's everything up and we're just standing there. What do you say? You know, and he turns around and he goes. <laughs> Cliffhanger. Of all the times. Of Again. all the times for his Zoom to freeze up. What did he say, Jerry? <laughs> oh no. I'm I'm not gonna have any closure. Was was Sean there to mop up the kid from Notre Dame? He's very good at cleaning up. Oh, Boy. Oh, is he back? Best show ever. <laughs> <laughs> what a disaster. Who would have predicted this? J- Jerry, you got us with a cliffhanger on your punchline. L- literally. <laughs> Stay we're, tuned next week. We're never going to know. He's frozen in that grin, though. Ah. I know. He's, well, I'm he's sorry, like, but he threw up, and we were all, we were all standing there. It's not going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work. Uh, we'll fix this in post. No, we won't. No. <laughs> it's not fixable. Uh, this what, is the kind of show St. Patrick's Day deserves. Uh, uh, John, what is what is Alice Cooper do when this happens? Um, he has Bob Ezrin fix it. <laughs> is, do, do, do you have Bob's number? Only Ben, only ben got that one. <laughs> I, I, I got it too. I just want the number. That's all. <sighs> uh, the luck of the Irish. There's no such thing. Um <laughs> All right, be, be, before we go, although I may leave uh, shortly myself, uh, uh, Mike and Eric, any any other bon mots before we go? That's French for good words. Sean knew that. Uh, yeah, man. Just um, we're going to be open tomorrow at uh, 9 a.m. And uh, sort of an amended uh, St. Patty's, if you will. We've got an outside area. We're at a limited 50% capacity. Uh, plenty of social distance, but uh, I think tomorrow could be one for the legends, man, because we missed uh, St. Patty's last year so abruptly. And I think everybody's going to go out and go a little extra hard. They've been pent up. So if I could say anything, I'd say uh, truly drink responsibly, use ride shares, observe social distance and other people's uh, precautions and uh, have a great time because if you made it to this St. Patty's Day, you deserve a good one. 
And that it, Liverpool game you saw, that was the last one they won, right? Yeah. <laughs> little Premier League humor. We're going real deep here. Uh, and you're speaking for Thomas McGee's. That, Tom, that's Thomas McGee's yeah. uh, Sporting yeah. House and Whiskey Bar, which also, by the way, is the VIP whiskey tasting sponsor for the Clark Park Charity Hockey Ooh. Game, which will be this weekend, March 20th, on the east side this year at the Esh, long time known as GPCR. If you want to contribute to support the kids of Clark Park, you can uh, make a donation at patronisty.com. Search for Clark Park. It's easy to make a donation. It helps all the kids. And this year, the East Side and Southwest Detroit are coming together to help kids. Uh, and we uh, we may do another fundraiser later this year for them. But uh, but check out that. And um, and thanks for thanks for helping us raise some money there, Biggie. I forgot to tell you. We got a presenting sponsor for the whiskey tasting, so it's going to be very lucrative this year. That doesn't happen without you. And of course, if you've been playing hockey at the Esh, you usually end up at some point at Irish Coffee. Mike, any any uh, any words of wisdom before uh, before I try and get in a time machine and undo all this? <laughs> yeah, uh, basically, we we're going to be open from ten o'clock until eleven o'clock, ten a.m. to eleven p.m., and then uh, not just one hour in the morning. <laughs> uh, but we'll have uh, Irish stew, corned beef sandwiches, and our famous ground round. The menu will be limited, but uh, the bar menu will be extended. And we uh, we will have social. I mean, we will have limited capacity inside, also outside. But we are opening up the parking lot, so there's plenty of room to distance, and uh, we'll spread out the tables and. Like Eric said, this could be one for the records, and we're going to utilize our our double St. Patrick's Day this year. Well, it's always St. Patrick's Day to some extent at Irish Coffee, and the grill's always Absolutely. open till what one a.m. Isn't it? I mean, you guys are insane. Grills, norm- grills normally open till one a.m. Obviously, right now things are a little different, but uh, once things go back to normal, hopefully soon, uh, we will go back to one a.m. and you know, like you say, we get out of a hockey game or any event, we're we're always still cooking. That sounds good, and we we're glad you guys have been able to keep the doors open. Uh, people in the food yeah, service industry, like, this has been a tough year, and we're grateful you guys are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, and if I could get just get a chance to thank everybody for now we're good all the support. <laughs> oh no, go uh, ahead. Sorry. What's that? What a joke. No, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. We're good. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, John, Eric, uh, um, you guys, you know, supported us through the whole thing. MLU gave us a, a great shout out, uh, for the carryouts and, you know, stopped in and the, the tent was very, um, very strong over the, the second shutdown, but, uh, the support around this community was absolutely fantastic and uh, we couldn't ask to be part of a better community. And I, I say it with thanks, Mike. I say it with great trepidation. But Jerry, any, <laughs> any? It's not going to work. How's but. that? Any better? Yes, yes, that's perfect. Okay. Wait, he I, went from a car now. He's in a house. That was right. Yeah. Well, I was telling the story about Jay McGowan. So he came to Baltimore at the time. We were in the back. He's drinking bottles of Chardonnay. I mean, bottles of this stuff. And he steps out of the back, and he just heaves his guts up. And we're all standing there. We don't know what to say. And he turns around and he says. It's a 
boy, <laughs> which was just, you know, uh, and so he was a, he was a piece of work. Uh, you know, the one time he asked me what day it was and I say, Shane, you don't know what day it is. He goes, why do I have to know what fucking day it is? All I got to do is remember the lyrics, which he like, doesn't yeah. do very well, by the way. Oh, no, that's right. That's right. Hey, before we go, I know we've been joking about drinking and, and fighting and all that kind of stuff, but, um, you know, let's remember the impact the Irish had on America, Detroit, particularly was the first uh, Western town settled by the Irish who came into Baltimore. They built the Erie Canal. So uh, we do have fun and, and, you know, they do have that culture, but um, you know, we do have to remember their impact on, um, on our country. Absolutely. It's a, it's a hospitable country and that's really what it's all about. It's about making people feel welcome. And, uh, and uh, you know, we are, we're grateful uh, for most of your parents and, uh, <laughs> that, that, which was comprehensible, but that it Jer- was the leprechauns. It was the leprechauns. Right. They got to me. Jerry, Jerry got a little, a little, it's air. Uh, was it, uh, uh, telecom Aaron was uh, messing with us there. It's, uh, to me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. It was an Irish track phone made by the British. So it's, that's how that's they write them. Damn British. It's like the tower of Babel. If we, if we can't understand each other, we'll never come together to overthrow them. Then it turns out some Mick on a bike blew him up. So who saw that coming? But uh, <laughs> it's been a hundred years. Thank you, General Collins. And actually, uh, on Jerry's podcast, Retail Politics Podcast, they're talking a little bit about Michael Collins, right? Uh, as I recall, that's right. That's so, right. We had uh, they're talking about Brexit. Brexit's a big deal. And uh, the guy was telling me he said, you know, Ireland was kind of uh, on the fence with the Northern Ireland British thing. But if they didn't hit the, hate the British, then they hate them now because uh, you know they did Brexit, and that's going to have a big impact on the um, on the Irish and Northern Ireland community. So, uh, yeah, that war's not over by any means. Yeah, and Ben, of course, you, you, you're going to stitch all this together for us, right? You're going to put all this in perspective with uh, put the uh, put the star in the Christmas tree, if you will. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I just. Uh, <laughs> You know, it, 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 my, my, my guys in Philly were all police officers and they stopped this one guy and, um, you know, they asked him if he was drinking and he said, yeah, I had two Guinness, a, a shot of Jameson and an Irish Bailey's cream. And the officer said, step out. We're going to give you a breathalyzer test. And he said, you don't believe me? <laughs> <laughs> so let, just, just to recap, Jerry didn't want us to end on drinking. We, we went to Ben. And Jerry ended with the drinking story. Oh, you want so, Everybody probably thought it was Ben. So if, if you were wondering, you know, I, so I put my passport picture on on uh, social media. So you know I'm Irish, but Jerry just proved it. So it's <laughs> yes, yes, he's certified. Yes. He's uh, he's uh, he's verified. So Jerry, thanks, uh, Ben sure. and John. Uh, let's last words, last call. Last words, 11 a.m. on St. Patrick's Day at Cashew. We're a, a couple blocks from the Irish Coffee, so hit them both. Start off at Thomas McGee's downtown. Hit Cashew, hit Irish Coffee, um, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Yeah, one one 10-ounce beer at each place, folks. We want you to be responsible. If you, if you come in, I can tell you my uh, Ireland story mm-hmm. that I didn't get to tell. Oh, uh, Next year, next year. Yeah, yeah. Save it, save it for the green room. Uh Ben Ben's probably hung up. He's probably like, I, I, I had a chance to escape. I'm out. That's, <laughs> oh, like, no, I considered it. I considered it many times. He's like, what's I mean, further away than Nashville? I'm, I'm booking a ticket right now. <laughs> what What is going on at Third Man, Third Man Records? And, of course, there is the storefront, Third Man Store, thirdmanstore.com. But what's what's going on with the, with the label? In the Cass Corridor, by the way. 
in the corridor. Right next to the traffic jam, which is reopened, by the way. Great place to get food. Cool. Thanks for that answer, Ben. Sorry. <laughs> ML is sorry. Um, yeah, we're just plugging away. We're, we're pressing records. There's uh, tons of cool, crazy stuff to get in the store. Uh, records. Uh, all kinds of merch, as they call it. Yeah. T-shirts, yeah. sweatshirts, hats. Coffee mugs, you know, all of all the presents, stuff that you give to people. Um, you got friends coming in from out of town. It's a nice place to take them to. There's nothing else like it. Uh, certainly not in Detroit, and really not anywhere else in the world. There's nowhere else you can go and check out uh, records being pressed. So uh, I don't know how that ties to Ireland or St. Patrick's Day, um, but uh, that's uh, that's what it what? is. He, Don't leprechauns, leprechauns make the records? No, <laughs> leprechauns do not make records. I'll bring it home. Third Thanks. Man Records is also supporting the Clark Park Charity Hockey Game and Winter Classic. They've donated some gifts for all the players who pay a generous sum to participate in the game. So Third Man, and of course Jack White has supported Clark Park for years. So Third Man, thank you for supporting the Clark Park Charity Classic Hockey Game fundraiser. I can't remember what the hell we call it anymore. I'm, I'm now a, I'm PTSD'd here. But uh, appreciate <laughs> your support, everybody. Ben Blackwell of Third Man Records, John Rutherford of the Cadu Cafe, Mike Kennedy of Irish Coffee, Eric Olson of Thomas McGee's, and Jerry Shields joining us on a Nextel phone. Thank you guys <laughs> for, uh, for participating in this year's uh, St. Patrick's Day special. Uh, our second and last ever St. Patrick's Day special. Uh, have a safe and happy holiday, and remember... These bars and restaurants are open beyond St. Patrick's Day. If you're hearing this show on the 18th, go give them some business and make sure you tip people generously. It's been a hell of a year. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Good to see you all, man. All guests of Harriot ML Sola Detroit receive a 12-pack of Altus Lager. Oh, he loves beer. You okay over there? Uh, All guests except for this week, but... uh, these guys have enough beer already, I think. So, uh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> normally I give Mark a hard time because he's like, you know, the oh, sound drives me crazy. If the sound connection, it's, Mark, I'm with you today. I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm in your camp now. It's, okay. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, there was some great stuff in there. Uh, <laughs> Too bad we just couldn't hear it. <laughs> there, there, there was a pretty nice pee under all them mattresses. But um, let me let me tell you uh, what makes even the the harshest pain, the, the most disappointing experience ever. What's that? Better. It's it's a nice cold Altus beer. Uh, you can find out where to get Altus beer at altus.beer. It's on tap at some of the various establishments uh, we featured on today's show. It is a Detroit tradition restored, locally brewed and owned. The original Detroit lager is back. Altus beer. Have one. You'll love it. Altus.beer. Altus.beer, Altus.beer. Just go get yourself a damn beer. I uh, need one very, very badly right about now. Oh, man, the geeks have inherited the earth. Did I do that? What a dork. Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek? Or we're turning into cool guys? So people are going back to restaurants and people are uh, enjoying themselves, but it's still important to be responsible. We are not out of the woods yet. I hate to be a scold, but it was a year ago when we came together. We were not wearing masks because we didn't know 
how, uh, how helpful they can be in keeping people healthy. And so I want to urge you to continue to uh, follow the mask protocols. Um, a woman in Galveston, in Texas, of course, Governor Greg oh, yeah. Abbott, who blamed uh, their shitty power system on windmills, um, decided nobody has to wear a mask. But a woman in Galveston went to a went to a Bank of America and decided she wouldn't wear a mask. Her name is Terry Wright, but she was oh so wrong. She tells the officer uh, who responds when people in the bank say, hey, man, you got to put the mask on in here. She says, what are you going to do, arrest me? And the officer says, why, yes, I am. The whole exchange was caught on body camera. Wright says, the law says I do not have to wear a mask, stating incorrectly that she was in a quote-unquote public place. Well, actually, you have to respect the wishes of business owners. And if you've ever been to a bar or restaurant, please try and keep your mask on when the wait staff comes by you because they don't want you huffing and puffing on them. Um, a minute and a half later, Wright was crouched on the floor, hands cuffed behind her back, claiming police brutality here, people. And the other people in line say, nope, nope, no, it's not. Store owners. What a terrible use of uh, police resources. Well, you? yeah. And, and of course, That's you the know, annoying thing. When you go into a business, you are a business invitee, which means you can go in there and do your business. But if you make yourself a fool, you got to go. So anyways, Wright said that she was attacked and described her belief in plandemic, which is a reference to a widely shared misinformation filled video. And she compared mask requirements to, of course, the worst analogy one can ever make to the way Nazi Germany forced Jewish people to identify themselves with the Star of David. She left. She has no regrets. And she says defiantly, people can't cancel me. I'm retired. She says, I feel like I took one for the team because people need to wake up. Well, unfortunately, Ms. Wright was not in Mexico where the Lucha Libre wrestlers were going around a wholesale market handing out masks and encouraging people to, like them, wear masks. In Mexico, they've had 100,000 COVID deaths and they figure that's more than enough. And of course, we've had some more... Um, more uh, freedom fighters, including uh, some people who coughed on an Uber driver, and two sisters who stabbed a guard, a security guard, 27 times after he asked them to please wear their mask. So many geeks, but sometimes crowds need a symbol. They need a leader. They need someone to represent them. And so Terry Wright, thank you for assembling, uh, taking on the mantle of leadership. You are our Geek of the Week, y'all. The kids are soft. I don't care for that guy. Me neither. Too yeah. soft. Shot Jokes. A bad name. Now, it said on the rundown it was a game-time decision, so... I guess we're going with him. Is, has, is he going to be redeemed today? Is Matt going to be redeemed, anyone? No pressure, Matt. <laughs> Redemption so, is always the question, but I will tell you. happened so far, Matt. No I pressure. I will tell you, while you guys were playing grab-ass and creating echoes and telling Jerry it was okay to call us on uh, on his sprint. Well, um, i got to tell you, Jerry and I had, clamshell. A, we had a wonderful, and, and Zoobs can back me up, on a wonderful conversation before you guys got here. Jerry's the best. I know, but his internet wasn't a problem. That's true. When I when I got here, they were talking, and it sounded fine. So you're saying that Jerry, <laughs> <Thank> you, <Sean. laughs> that Jerry sabotaged the show? 
No, you did by being late. Um, in the meantime, I if, see the uh, cell towers deteriorated. But um, you know, I'm wondering about uh, Jerry's hair. He looked a little. He looked a little scruffy when he took the hat off. Well. So Jerry, Jerry always looks good. You know, when he looks bad. He goes from an 11 to a 10, but the rest of us need a little help. Well, there's no, uh, don't mess around if you got to get that haircut. (laughs) Go to uh, the the nearest Lady Jane's, right? Go to Lady Jane's. You're going to get a great haircut, a hot lather neck shave, hot towel treatment. They'll take care of you in a safe and clean environment. And uh, when you check in, say you're a new customer and click on, uh, if if this show's logo's on there, click on there. If it's not, click on the Drew and Mike show. It all helps us out. Uh, but once again, Lady Jane's Haircuts for Men. It's wicked awesome. It's ladyjanes.com. And they have two new stores. I feel like they always have new stores. But in Brighton, it's on the corner of East Grand River Avenue and Whitmore Lake Road, right in front of Kroger. Or if you're uh, a little bit further further north in Grand Blank, it's on Saginaw Road, south of Hill Road, right next to AutoZone. But Lady Jane's, go go get yourself cleaned. Go clean up. Yeah, clean up your act like Matt. Matt, uh, Matt was told to wander the earth and to look for answers. He to, needs a oh, haircut. Hey. Looking, look at no, him, he's man. got that. He's he's doing a little more. So he's got the quiff. Very nice. I got the Conan. Oh, oh okay. Well, uh, the, the the only other <laughs> the one difference between you and him is he's, uh, he's funny. He's funny. Oh, and rich. <laughs> hey, that was good. You're there's, off to a hot start. There's two differences. Okay, here we go, kiddo. It's the floor is yours. Okay. Prepare the trap you guys door. Ready? Kiddo, how demeaning. Release the hounds. Okay, well, I guess we can get started. You guys are ready. I missed you, Matt. I missed you too, buddy. Go! All right, go. Fire oh. away. Okay, in 44 BC, inside the Roman Senate, Julius Caesar was stabbed to death by assassins. Ah. Among, among them was a good friend, Marcus Brutus who was manipulated to believe that Caesar was planning to destroy the Republic, assume himself as king, and worst of all, continue to cut his hair like Mark Zuckerberg. The Ides of March. That's right. Ides of March. There you go. You know know who's even more more, uh, diabolical and duplicitous? Who's that? Marcus Valhauris. Oh, yeah. watch out for him. Sean looks even more pained after that That's secondary right. joke. And they spell their name I think, the I, same way, too. I, I think that round goes to uh, Matt. I think your joke was better than them else. No, See, I, told awesome. you, I told you the kid was ready. Okay, kid, defend your crown. Maybe that's what we need to do. We'll just keep score. So uh, you're up one nothing, Matt. Go ahead. Oh, boy. No, no pressure now. In 1631, Ireland established a day to commemorate the martyrdom of St. Patrick. Now it's a holiday for binge drinkers to bar hop and their Uber drivers to pray. Not to St. Patrick, but the Italian saint. Fabrice. <laughs> All right. Top it. Top okay, it. Okay. Not you. Top it off with a cherry. Not you. ML. Top it. Let's I, see. I'm leaving the door open for Sean. Sean is speechless. I think that that's a, that's a unanimous decision for Matt. Wow, two nothing, Matt. That's All two right. rounds, which means in the third round, I'm going to have to put him on a canvas. I think he's just excited because we just had a kielbasa party about two minutes ago with 18 guys on Zoom. Okay, that's one for me. Two to one. Here we okay. go. In 1933, <laughs> President Roosevelt addressed the nation in his first fireside chat. There he sat in his wingback chair next to a warm and cozy fireplace and above the mantle was a portrait of a young Joe Biden. I like it. 
Wait, wait. Sorry. Get it, my nuts. No, because no, that was that was fine. I just want to hear if ML's going to top it. No, 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 no. I I I checked out after the Kielbasa thing. That's two and a half to one half for Matt. Matt Jennings is our champion. He'll be back in the future to compete once again for prizes uh, such as free swag, um, cold re- coffee, and the respect of ML Elwer. Oh, and a late Zoom. He's always had that. It's 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 it's. Uh, we are brothers in comedic arms. Uh, two lonely guys telling each other they're funny, <laughs> and then proving just the opposite once a week one, here on the Soul Detroit. One guy telling someone they're funny. So. One guy telling them. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Again. There's an all-night party in room 7609. You got a lot of uh, money laying around, which who doesn't have a lot of money laying around? Go uh, give it to our Irish friend, Luke Nowacki. That's an Irish name, right? Luke yeah, Nowacki. it's just like kielbasa, an Irish treat. <laughs> Call Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth. That, where did that come from? It doesn't matter. 248-663-4748. Luke is going to give you rational financial advice because that's what he does. He tells you what to do with your money. He's going to give you a strategy, uh, equities, bonds, all that fancy stuff that you don't want to think about. Luke will plan it out for you. 401k, 529, all those numbers. Call Luke Nowacki, Pinnacle Well, 248-663-4748, and he'll, he'll... Well, he'll make sure that you know that you're the most important thing because... Sean, what's he going to do? With, with Luke Nowacki, he makes... Help it, you. He makes it all... Securities and Investment Advisory Services are Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member F-I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C. Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. is separately owned, and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. Thanks, Sean. Sean's connection is just as bad as Jerry's. It's just not technology that we can blame this time. Anyways, we are in room 7609, the new wave suite, where we try and introduce you to great new wave bands you've never heard of or new wave bands you've heard of who played something that you didn't hear of until now. And after you hear it, you wish that you could hear it all the time because you thought it was so great. Sean, it wasn't that your experience with Japan last week's guest in room 7609. They were fun for sure. I enjoyed living in Japan too when I was a kid, but the band was, was fun to listen to. So you lived in Japan? I did. Really? For how long? Oh, Army, right? Uh, so Air Force. But Air Force, okay. Not at that point. Sort of, kind of. Well, that's My, cryptic. Uh, yeah. No, I was there for two summers. For two summers. Huh. Okay. So first we have that war with them, and then we send Windsor over there. It was in the 70s, you know. Okay. We were, I think we were okay by then. So there, yeah. So we had the bombs, Windsor, and then that tsunami. So it's been a tough tough century for the japanese yeah i bagged groceries at a little uh commissary outside one of the uh, outside the u.s embassy that's fascinating what life lessons did you learn while you're putting groceries at the px into to put a, the uh, heavy things at the bottom of the bag yes yeah, so you're putting some heavy things kind of like putting your jokes shelf. at the bottom of the bag you know? well, matt's uh, we're on top today so so i think this is a great opportunity where we spin off sean's own show you know uh, robin williams was only on happy days once and he ended up with the mork show based You've on defeated this, me 
based on this grocery. Uh, I have this, no life this, force. This left. Go- grocery distribution store. I think Sean, you're ready to go can on they, your own, little fella. Can you hear it in my voice? We're gonna push you out of the nest. How about this story? This is embarrassing. Uh, true Amazon tales by Sean Windsor. The other day, somebody had some shoelaces. I put them in an envelope and I sent them to him, and it got there the next day. Back then, I was in, in uh, at the time. Back then in Tokyo, noodles were delivered on the back of these sort of mopedy kind of scooter bikes, and they were called soba bikes. And um, you could start them; you could turn the ignition with a penny, or you know, and it again a little coin or whatever. And I fell in with the wrong crowd. I was probably fourteen and what? hanging around some sixteen, seventeen-year-olds, and that's how they would get around the city. Here, these American troublemakers, they would just see a Yoba, pull a coin out, turn it, and then drive it to where, and then leave it. So you stole a, a scooter. So I rode on the back of one one time, and I was uh, so ashamed because wait, in wait, Japan, wait, 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 you That's rode bitch chair. on a moped? Yeah. So well, I was. So they don't, they don't, uh, and they got the cops involved and so forth. And I, I was just so ashamed because in Japan, this back then, I don't know if it's true now, but they had soda machine, not soda machines, but vending machines on the street that sold beer. Mm-hmm. And if you were underage. You didn't do it. You just you just didn't do it. And uh, here followed rules. Yeah, exactly. So here are these American punks. It's just uh, it was punks. Just, it was just ride sharing. I mean, why didn't you create Uber based off of yeah. that? It was super. But the no- the noodles were good. <laughs> so did you find that when you were in Japan, your hands could cut like a knife? Oh, that was good. Yeah. No, take but that, I- Jennings. Yeah, that was that was really good. No, I used to. Uh, my stepfather had mastiffs. You know what a mastiff is? Yeah, big. It's a large dog. Got two hundred twenty-five pound dog. We had a couple of them. I'd take him for a walk, and I was already six two at fourteen, so I was taller than everybody else on the street. And uh, it would part with the dogs. It was great. And I could Ooh, see I, over everybody. I, I just got a text from Drew upstairs. He said Sean's new show has been canceled already. Damn it, oh, man! But, but he uh, did. He does have the toilet paper roll in the right yeah, way. So yeah. let's take the small victories where we can get them. Because, uh, you know, when you've been working all day, sometimes you find yourself staying up all night.
of Dublin, the Boomtown Rats, you may know them from their lead singer, Bob Geldof, who became more famous as a philanthropist than as a musician. They had many hits. Uh, This was one that didn't really do much for them, but it was pretty big on MTV when MTV first came out. The Boomtown Rats are from a part uh, of the Dublin area called what you would say if you saw it on a map, Dunlaugar. It is actually pronounced Dunleary. And Bob Geldof is one of a few former journalists who succeeded in other mediums, like um, the woman from the Thompson Twins was a music writer who became oh, a performer. So, so and uh, I think we talked about Paul, was it Greenglass or Greengrass, who became a director? And of course, Jonathan Demi was a, a, a culture writer who became. Born supremacy or born identity. Yes. Oh, really? really? And United 93? Well, he just has a new movie out that's supposed to be pretty good. I can't remember what it's called. He had all the handheld jittery bullshit. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Oh, well, he never criticized your work, but... uh... He made really... (laughs) No, no, no. What's... He made great well, movies. He said one time you, you put a loaf of Wonder Bread at the bottom of his, his sack. Yeah, right. No, but he made great movies. But if you go back and watch them now, the, the way they're shot, it's it's um, a little disorienting. And he was loved the handheld sort yeah, of Yeah, he has kind of a documentarian, cinema verite style to him, which they say kind of comes from his journalism. His new movie now is the the Hanks movie, News of the World. That's like, it. I haven't seen it, but it looks absolutely terrible. What? I read yeah, the book. It, it's very good. It got, it got oh, trashed. What a snob. It's very good. Anyway, my mom read gave the it book. to me. My mom, who still remains the most popular member of my family on this podcast. Yes. Um, anyways, uh, the uh, no, just agreeing with you. What's okay, wrong with that? The, 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 Did you want I, no, I was just. I, mean, I, was, I could go back to talking about soba bikes and noodles and shit, but I'm you, sure you don't want that. I no, no, no nobody wants this. that. Nobody wants that. But, but that I want to hear more about juvenile delinquent Sean. That sounds like fun. Yeah, he rode on the back of a moped, but didn't take a beer. <laughs> of course, felt immensely like a, guilty about it. No, I was too interested in the grape fantas that they had with the with the. Japanese alphabet on the on the side of the cans and 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 this is another thing about Japan that we we should probably follow. You're talking about we're running, sixteen we're running kind wait of a long. second. You're talking about sixteen ounce beers earlier with Kid Rock and all that. Yeah. Their soda cans at, at that time were eight ounces. How about that instead of twelve? So they're fewer and we're bigger. But does that, that surprise anybody? Oh no, no, is not fascinating. <laughs> no, but it is if you care about the country. But I guess you don't. You know what? You if care you go to the yourself. grocery store, they have seven ounce cokes now. Do they? <laughs> I guess I'm turning Japanese. I guess I'm turning Japanese. I really on, think on, so. On, we are on. still room in, still in room seven six zero nine. Why don't we keep the vapors? Great story, Grandpa. <laughs> 
Uh, anyways, the uh, the Boomtown Rats booked their first gig as the Nightlife Thugs, but the guitar player channeling Sean Windsor said he would resign if they kept that original name and they changed the name to the Boomtown Rats. Yeah, good story. By the way, don't <laughs> say don't say philanthropy when you talk about Geldof. Tell the people what he did. He ran, you know, We Are the World, right? Or We Are the Elric, as you would like to say. He did Live, uh, live Aid. Was yeah, that Live Elric. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? There's, there's no need for me to say. You guys covered it very well. No, go ahead. I mean, oh, just, explain, just explain it. That's In the same way that I told a pretty Journalist. lame story to help set the other oh, guys I just made up out for with their this stories. Mic. Is, is that going to get me sick? I just let you guys, um, you know, fill the void. And, and uh, I didn't was, mean to kiss this mic. I, I think... I tongued it a little bit accidentally. Gross. It was an opportunity for growth that we just missed. But anyway, that is room 7609. We love to get your nominations. Please uh, send those to mlsoulofdetroit at gmail.com or give us a call at Butterfield 89070. That's 313-288-9070. And if you're looking for a really good deal, um, we have some sweet keychains so you can show your f- affection for room 7609 you can get those at the drew and mike store.com and if you're looking for an even better deal may i suggest david hall and hall financial one of the best supporters of this network and this show along with luke nowacki the only two network wide sponsors uh david hall also sponsors good deals he is uh pitching rates that are currently in the twos you know, there's, it looks like they may tick up a little bit. So if you're thinking about refinancing, don't wait any longer. Call today and find out how much a refi could save you every month. Click the link on our website to go to their website or call 248-308-5000. It's 248-308-5000. Ask for my man, Dan Morrison, maybe Bill Adelhock if, if, if Dan's busy. And of course, James, Jimmy boy, don't call me little Jimmy. I'm all grown up now doing mortgages. Bentley would be happy to help you out, as I believe he's helped Mr. Fellhauer out. So uh, yep. so give him a call. That's 248-308-5000. And make sure to tell them that ML Soul of Detroit sent you. NML, that's 146-7435. A little bit of a cliffhanger there. That was a lot of suspense. For dramatic effect. I was, I was Next time you handle the read, Mark. Okay. <laughs> what kind of feedback for, not this show, but for previous shows? I don't even want to see feedback for today's show. No, I don't think we do. Uh, what What are they saying on Facebook Live? Well, we're nobody, off that. Now, nobody was so. watching. No, but did we're, we, we're, what, what were people saying? Were they? What did both of them say who were watching on Facebook Live? They loved it. Oh, okay. We'll do it again. Where's uh, Where's uh, Matt? Is he still with us? No, he, I think he's gone. He did a nice job. He bolted today. He, well, yeah, he's taking his victory lap. That's right. Uh, well, he wants to show off that hair. I wish I. Had I, I never noticed how green his eyes are. It's a handsome man. No room. Very handsome. Anyway, uh, room 7609, perhaps. Um, Herbie writes, is it no surprise ML is a hit in the UK? You may remember we said last week's show charted higher in the UK than in the USA. And I rate American Irishman being put in check by another American named Sean Windsor. Herbie writes again. I'm sorry, I rate is not really the right word, but I was going for the flow, and uninterruptible doesn't really flow. So, and... An uninterruptible American Irishman being put in check by another American named Sean. Right. Yeah, he's right. It, it, irate was better. Well, well done, Herbie. Stephen, who previously wrote that he enjoys Roy Scop, the podcast, and wishes me well in my city council campaign, but is conflicted, writes to clarify. 
Yeah, sorry about the conflicted comment was needlessly vague. Let me give you one paragraph synopsis of how Jehovah's Witnesses view government. Stephen is a Jehovah's Witness. When God created people, he gave them many gifts, but the ability to self-govern wasn't one of them. And there's a lot of evidence to support that. That's my comment. Humans were designed to be ruled by Jehovah God. That's Stephen's comment. When Christians pray for God's kingdom to come and his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, we're asking God for nothing less that set up a living, breathing government that will take over the daily affairs of the earth. When I look at a well-meaning politician, I can't help but think of them as kixotic, kiaxotic, quixotic. Yeah, Don Quixote. Quixote Tilting at windmills. Quixote-esque figures. I admire their sincerity and valor, but feel that they are jousting at problems that are simply beyond their power to fix. On that note, have fun with the election. <laughs> if you have any questions about JWs or their work, feel free to ask. I haven't been able to knock on a door in over a year, and I'm feeling a little twitchy. <laughs> oh, my God. He's so deep. So, Stephen, I, 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 maybe I know the answer to this, but I've been knocking on doors now for, for two months, and uh, it's been great. But I did knock on the door of a neighbor who was a Jehovah Witness, and they said, we don't, uh, we don't sign petitions as, uh, as Jehovah's Witnesses. And I said, well, can I just leave you a little literature? And he said, no, thank you. And I thought, well, wait a minute. You're leaving literature at my house all the time. should ask him for the watchtower. I can't give you a little flyer. Well, no, I got the watchtower. It's stuck in my door on a regular basis. But, uh, but fair enough. Uh, that's, that was cool. So, Stephen, thank you for clarifying that. Um, uh, let me give you a little update on the campaign. Our website is now live. If you go to ml4detroit.com. You will see uh, a lot of uh, funky pictures, a lot of um, uh, positions that we are taking, my views on the issues. There's ways for you to get involved if you care to get involved. There's a way for you to donate if you'd like to donate. But most of all, it kind of tells you where I'm coming from as a candidate for Detroit City Council. So the website is finally up there. Who wrote the uh, bio? Um, it was a team effort. Oh, okay. I wrote the stuff that isn't very good, and the people who are smart wrote the stuff that is good. <laughs> okay That's, that, that was our collaboration uh sean wow this one picture looks oh. uh, he looks so youthful in it which one is that yeah the i thought under, he looked the one under accountability oh i, I uh, you're working at the paper there i don't know which which oh. tour i prefer his passport photo he posted he looks <laughs> striking That's a nice website yeah, yeah check out if you want to see my irish passport photo go to at elric on twitter or go to ml no periods elric on facebook um my grandmother uh, born julia ann o'sullivan in county Kerry, ireland emigrated to the united states while fdr who you heard mentioned early in the show was president and uh because she was a native born irish citizen i was able to get my irish citizen so i'm a dual citizen so if, if people are wondering whether i relinquished my american citizenship no i certainly did not um sean march madness were you surprised to see michigan state as an 11 seed put in the play-in game not really. I mean, they had kind of a listless That's outing. What? Oh. Well, let them talk. No, yeah. sorry. No, not really. But we don't want to bore our listeners with. What about Michigan? They've now lost two key players. They're a number one talk. seed. We had all this fun with Irish business and uh, Reeds and Yoba talk. And Maybe this is Yoba talk. Are you burnt Sean, out on basketball? Me, I love basketball. Me, Sean, what's going on? With Mark, Matt, but our, Are you more uh, comfortable with it that way? No, let's talk about Yafit Koto. Oh, yeah, he died. Mr. Yeah. Kananga from uh, Live and Let Die. Yes. And, uh, I mean, he was in Homicide, which was the one, one of the great sort of gritty, for one of the first true kind of realistic mm -hmm. TV shows. I mean, everybody says Hill Street Blues, but Homicide is a 
underrated gem. He was obviously an alien. He alien, was great. yeah. Huge uh, and alien. I loved him in Midnight, Midnight Run. Run. I knew it. Yeah, with the sunglasses. In fact, I was thinking the night, am I going to watch Midnight Run or uh, Alien just as, as a, oh, an God, homage? Oh, God, so great. Uh, not, not so good in The Running Man. Oh, that's no, right. No, he's good. He, they under they underutilized his talents. It was they, sort of a it was like a Michael Caine paycheck role, don't you think? Yeah, but I thought you you could say that about his career as a whole, right? He he deserved oh, to be. I don't know about that. He was in a he, lot he of broke some barriers. He no, really, he did. But if you you look back at it, just his presence and his talent, oh. But he was. He probably deserved to carry a few more movies. To me, for yeah. sure. But he kind of broke through as a a, a as a uh, black male lead. I mean, he was. He did. A guy, he was in blue collar, right? He, he played some villains, but he also, you know, was the headliner in a he, lot of movies. He turned down. Uh, I read he turned down Lando Calrissian. He did. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, so that Whoops. wasn't a good call. Not at all. The great actor. Oh, he was such a powerful screen presence, wasn't he? Man, now I want to see the Running Man. <laughs> that's a swear. Yeah, Richard that's Richard Dawson's in that, right? Yeah. The uh, Dawson, yeah. Family Feud. He's the he's he plays Killian. the bad guy, right? Yeah. Richard Dawson was actually great, and that he was, was that was the home of. Uh, oh, by the way, did you know Yafet means beautiful in Hebrew? Bloop. Oh, nice. There you go. So, what's that. it mean in Elrickian? It means time to handsome. wrap up. Yeah, I think that's oh, good. No. no, March Madness is here. It'll be fun. Follow your team. Well, you didn't want to talk about no, that. no. That's all we need to say about it. Right? Just moving it forward. Yeah, I, I want to know. I sincerely want to know. Michigan has lost two key players, and they were still a number one seed. Who's their second the key second player? One. Well, Elliot's out right, and Livers is hurt. Who's Elliot? Uh, Jumbo Elliot, the guy, the center. No, the guy who went down against Michigan State. What's his name? Eli Brooks. Oh, Eli Brooks. Mitch, whatever. I can't was, remember what his name. Oh, come was. on, oh, man. Brooks. He's back Sorry. though. Who's one of the two guys that actually oh, played back? really well against Ohio State? Yeah, he did. He did. He made a few well, shots. He needed a. Few he tried to do to too much. It. Yeah, but he yeah. did. And that's uh, they'll figure that out. Yeah, they're missing one of their, their very best players, so it changes things. So but we'll Mich- see. To me, Michigan State's either going to lose this playing game or they're going to end up going to the eight. And there's no in between, right? So they're, you think they get a rubber game with the Wolverines? I I don't know if Michigan's going to make it that far, but I, I don't know that what? State can. Come on, Get don't be a Michigan fan. You know they're going to make it that far. They're the number one seed. They're a great team. Yeah, their second best. Well, they've also player. lost three out of the last five and missing their best player. Yeah, one of them. God, yeah. Michigan fans. I'll tell you what, man. We'll see. We'll what, see. For being real. Okay, do you want me to be? See, if I would have said they're going to go to the Final Four, you would have been like, oh, typical Michigan fan. Over. No, no, this is what kills me about Michigan fans. The football team, everybody's swaggering around about a team that, that hasn't been good since the Leather Helmet era, and the basketball team is outstanding. Everybody poor mouths them. You know what? This Why is can't Michigan such... football fans be more like Michigan basketball fans where when they're great, they're grateful for it instead of trying to fake it, it drives me crazy. Michigan basketball is the best athletic program, maybe other than baseball and hockey, but of the major programs, Michigan basketball should be celebrated and put on a pedestal, and we should stop talking about the dog crap football team. Instead, when your team is great, it's all like, I'm afraid to love again. Love! Love, damn it! By the way, I got to just, this, he's, he's, I know, he's, he's so right full of shit. I got a text from Ben Schmidt the other day, our <laughs> boy, who graduated from Michigan State and said, Michigan State's not going to make the tournament. And I said, yeah, they will. He said, well, they don't deserve to. And there are so many fans out there like that, Bullshit Michigan State do. fans yeah. that do the same thing that, you know, you were just doing about Michigan. So him saying that's unique to Michigan is such horseshit. I'm not saying it's unique to Michigan. I'm just saying Michigan fans blow. Okay, that's more direct and to the point. Okay, there uh, you go. Real feelings come out. Like Sean, you've heard this before. Bag it.
Sorry, I had an itch. <laughs> I had an itch there. I was away from the mic. Yeah, I, I thought I you were reaching you would, for paper or plastic. I don't know. I Some, was hoping you know, you'd scratch it. That muscle memory. Okay, well, you know. Scratch on the back there. I should have said this 75 minutes ago. I need a but, drink. But, yeah, uh, Cyrus, take us out. Cyrus, take us out. Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? A buddy of mine saw MLL Rick take his shirt off in the shower, and, and he said that MLL Rick had an eight pack. MLL Rick was shredded. What? Your friend's a liar, man. MLL Rick is a punk bitch. That guy looks like he weighs 30 pounds soaking wet underneath that little black dress. <laughs> Oh no, he's choking on food. I see what's in your mind. It is stupid. Dude, ML straight up sucks.